0: broncos country welcome to rocky mountain thunder that's right we're back after a long summertime away had to get back in the studio and get some more podcasts down for you denver broncos fans that share my enthusiasm i'm jerry murr a football addict and a lifelong broncos fan excited to share my thoughts get back in the seat here with this denver broncos podcast I followed the Broncos camp through the summer as best I could, and it sounded like, by and large, the team had a really good camp. We saw a lot of good things from our young core, and the decision was finally made on our quarterback front. Whatever you think about Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, it's time to all be on the same page, and I think the Broncos are. It looks like Teddy Teddy Broncos, (laughs) Teddy Bridgewater is that leader that the Broncos have been looking for for a long time as documented by a video that was captured with Von Miller talking to Teddy on the sideline during that win against the Giants. Uh, but I'll tell you what, in case you missed it or just don't know, I have been a huge Drew Lock fan, and I still believe that he'll be a quality starting quarterback in this league, and I believe he'll get a chance to start for the Broncos this season. And when he does, it's going to make the di- decision to go back to Teddy very, very difficult for the coaches. But let's get into my notes here. Uh, I've said many times that I expected the Broncos would name Teddy the starter. I've said that for several months now. Uh, And, you know, Drew Locke would have to just blow Teddy away, as well as the coaching staff, with how he improved over the offseason. And that clearly didn't happen. And while Drew had a decent camp and preseason, it was not near enough to gain Fangio's trust to be the starter. Be that as it may, uh, Teddy has proven very capable of running Pat Shermer's offense, and it's been documented that Pat Shermer or George Payton or the, the the duo have thought that Teddy Bridgewater had West Coast feet, is the terminology that I heard, and and that just means that he's able to run a, a West Coast offense. He's got the right footwork to do so. I believe the Broncos brass has a layer of faith that drew will figure things out, especially while watching Teddy B. Uh, If, if the brass didn't have faith in drew lock, they would have done something different either in the draft or in the off season. You know, there's talk that, well, they went after Matt Stafford and they went after Jared Goff. Well, they didn't have enough faith that that was a big enough upgrade or worth enough uh, draft assets or, or capital to take a chance and give up on Drew Locke. They want to give Drew a little more time. And I truly believe sitting behind Teddy Bridgewater with Teddy's leadership and layer of skill that it it will be the best thing for Drew Locke and his development uh, going forward, especially with the West Coast offense, something he had zero experience with, while Teddy Bridgewater's had tons of experience with it, not just in the NFL but also at the collegiate level, where he played at Louisville. And when he was coming out of Louisville, I thought he would be a good draft choice for the Broncos. And when he left Minnesota before Sean Payton scooped him up for the Saints, I thought he'd be a good pickup for the Denver Broncos. So, you know, I'm pretty excited to see the Broncos get him, especially when Carolina's paying a good portion of his salary this year. I do feel like he has a ceiling quite a bit lower than somebody like Drew Locke. Uh, but that, that point could be argued for days on end, and there's no sense in really getting on with that. I just I want, I want you to know that I like both of these quarterbacks. I believe Drew has a higher ceiling, and that's why I've been such a fan. But also watching how Denver approached the quarterback room this offseason, I truly believe they think something is there. And while maybe it would be better to trade him off now while he has some value, that point could be argued as well, and uh, I'm not going to get into that. I don't think that's the right move. Uh, I'd, I'd rather have him as a backup than Brett Rippon. No offense to Brett Rippon. I just I think he's more of a third-string guy than a second-string guy. But, uh, that, you know, that's just an opinion. Uh, I do want to also mention, though, that I do have some disappointment with Drew Locke. I didn't think he progressed as much as I thought he would in the offseason, season. Uh, we did see improvement, I just don't, you know, clearly it wasn't enough to gain the trust of the coaching staff, and like I said, this, this will be a good development tool to sit behind Teddy and see how it's done. I want to move on to the game against the Giants last week. Super excited with what I saw. I, I, did, I went on record saying I thought the Giants' defensive front was was a quality defensive front, and they gave... Uh, the Denver Broncos running game fits uh, except for Gordon's 70yard run late in the game I just uh, I was very disappointed in uh, the progress of the running game this this week or last week and I gave the credit to the D line and maybe it was more of a indictment on the Bronco offensive line has still not got it quite figured out although Graham Glasgow had a rough week uh, with a heart problem. Ended up going to the hospital after the game, and hopefully he'll get that all worked out. And I just uh, I hope the best for Graham Glasgow and that uh, his health won't be a concern for him uh, going forward. Uh, they do have Natani Moody in the in the wings. If if Gla- Graham Glasgow can't go, Moody is a beast. Uh, he's got a lot to figure out still as a very very young player, but he's Shown in spurts that he's a great run blocker, and it will be fun to get some eyes on him again this season. Expect to see a little more improvement after another year under Mike Munchak, is the offensive line coach. Uh, what else did I like about the game I saw? I was disappointed in Pat Sertan um, just on that one play. I, I can't say that he had a bad game, and uh, unfortunately, that play gave a, a lot. Way too much cushion, and whether he expected a little help underneath or not, it was clearly man-to-man, and he shouldn't have been playing that soft. I'm more concerned with the bad, bad angle he took at the end of the play where he missed the tackle. Once he'd given up that cushion, he needed to recognize that he needed to make sure that play didn't go for anymore and cut off that angle, and he took a horrible angle. Although it was just a few steps, it could it could have been something that he could have made a better play on at the at the end of instead of missing the tackle and letting it go for a TD. So anyway, that uh, I thought we would see a little bit more out of the secondary in terms of uh, playing against Daniel Jones. I thought we might see a pick or two, and really didn't didn't quite get there. And I'll give this group a little more, bit more slack because they're. Uh, new to one another so we don't have to get too shook up about that just yet but if i'm talking positives and negatives i think the secondary of the defense was a little bit of a negative because i think we expected more i thought the offensive line of the giants was pretty solid because other than von miller the d line didn't really get to Drew. uh excuse me daniel jones so Again, uh, maybe that defensive front's just not quite as good as we thought they were. And I say all of this because after watching the Giants play the Washington football team, uh, I have concerns with how good was that win. Now, it's not the Broncos' fault. They have to play the team that's in front of them. They did that. They went to New York, and they played the Giants in a tough environment on September 12th with all of nine eleven in the In the air on that weekend, the Broncos came out and they they did what was expected of them and took care of business. But it just looks like the Giants, maybe not the quality team I was hoping they were after that win. Um, So in order to get a little start on the day and the podcast, I posted on Facebook this morning. I, I was curious how everyone was feeling about the Denver Broncos after watching what Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team did do to the giants last night and while we can go round and round about how the giants just kept shooting themselves in the foot there in the last quarter of the game and ultimately just gave the game the game to the washington football team but uh, frankly I had a hope that that game and I didn't expect that game would be that close I went uh, I picked the giants to win thought largely the defensive defenses of both teams were neck and neck Uh, I know the Washington football team defense is going to be solid, um, but with or without Ryan Fitzpatrick, I didn't believe the football team's offense would be capable to put up enough points to win that game. So missed out on my pick-em on Thursday night, and uh, the Giants lost the game in the last five seconds with a field goal after a great defensive player jumped off sides so again it just it was a horrible ending to a what well, turned out to be a really good game but boy the Giants didn't do anything to help them, and they did more to lose the game than they did to win it there in the, the ending so I was really curious about what everyone felt about the game and the Broncos and uh, I, I kind of got chastised as being a Broncos hater and that that's exactly not what i was trying to do (laughs) Uh, i just wanted to get a feel on on where people stood on the performance of the broncos and i think by and large we can still say the broncos did what they had to do in new york uh, last weekend Uh, this week they go to jacksonville to play the jaguars and what looks to be a muggy maybe possibly rainy day Uh, broncos have been in a dry hot training camp and haven't experienced the moisture that they're going to get down there in Jacksonville. So that could make things interesting. Houston uh, beat the crap out of uh, Jags. But I'll tell you what, in the last half of football, the Jaguars beat Houston 14-10. to So they got better, and I think they'll continue to get better. I hope the Broncos will keep that in mind, and I'm confident that they will. Teddy B has been there. We do have that leadership component, I think, on both sides of the football that we haven't had in four or five years, as Vaughn Miller said this week, um, since 18 was around. So let's go, Broncos. We got plenty to still be excited about. And I am confident this team is still a 10 and 7 team at worst, unless, of course, the injury bug gets after them. And, uh, you know, we're off to a little rocky start with Jerry Judy going down. And, um, of course, Graham Glasgow and then Ronald Darby's injury uh, is shades of last year's. We lost Cortland Sutton early. We lost, obviously, Von Miller before the season even got started. And uh, Booyah, A.J. Booyah, got injured in that first game or so. And so shades of last season. Let's hope that that's not the case. Uh, I, I think we can still hold our heads high and be excited to watch Teddy lead the Broncos past the jacksonville jaguars it'll be exciting to see trevor lawrence uh in the nfl and see how vic fangio schemes against a rookie quarterback he has a really good record against young and rookie quarterbacks so i i don't see this as being a huge deal but it is a game that i don't want the broncos to take too lightly and i'm sure they won't so let's get going broncos let's make some more rocky mountain thunder look for us to come back in the next week hopefully i'll get alex romero back on here my co-host we'll try and keep bringing some other guests on hit me up on facebook if you'd like i'm there all the time you can also pm me on twitter at jerry murr i look forward to hearing what you have to say and talking with you in the future keep coming back for more rocky mountain thunder